He's whiny. <laughs> yeah, like he sounds like such a bitch. Behoove us to keep all all these kind of combos on the on the recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's our, it's our branding. Branding. Okay, you remember this how in the last episode we were talking about how those there were those like incognito gas station uh Meth like pipes. The, the gas station crack pipes that they sell yeah. for like fifty cents or whatever. I didn't know how much yeah, they yeah. cost. I thought they were like five dollars or something. I was just saying random numbers because I've like despite you, you may have heard about me i've never actually bought the gas station crack pipes right so uh, yeah you have the high quality stuff yeah mm-hmm. i was i was i was <laughs> i'm just a crack pipe of, snob uh, myself yeah, yeah i'm not a huge you know there's always the good the better and the best options and we like the better tier but yeah, uh, he of hit course. me up and he was like you know lucas you're actually off you're about 20 times higher than they actually cost they're like 25 cents and he told me that he runs a uh he, he runs a glass shop or like a smoke shop or something yeah, and I guess yeah. They sell them and they're like yeah people come in and they say like i want a meth pipe you can't like technically sell it to them so you have to like get them to ask for like an oil burner or some shit like that mm, yeah, yeah yeah he gave me the whole rundown on oh, it what exotic pipe exotic yeah, like what the yes. business model is like in this uh in this specific sector <laughs> hey listen that's what, that's what people come here for the deep esoteric knowledge that's not going to get anywhere else yeah. crack pipe yeah, uh, you know kind of uh, connoisseurship well i also Somalia. found out that they sell they sell the crack pipes on amazon they sell them as like uh it's like a oh it's a glass straw and it's like yeah, yeah I, it is a straw like there's a hole in one end it's, it's, it's like environmentally environment there's just a random yeah. bubble at the end of it's it consumption of, of liquids yeah no and they, yeah. they have this really like it's so like such a low effort thing they have uh yeah, it's environmentally straw. friendly it's definitely environmentally <laughs> friendly and reusable save the turtles bro really, like if you go and you look at the categories that they've placed it in that's the one right that's smart so uh the graphics that they have, I'm going to have to go in and add these in after the fact because they're so fucking That's funny. So awesome. But they literally I just have, it. like, a glass of lemonade, and then they've taken, like, a 20% <laughs> transparency overlay of their crack pipe. That Panera and they've, like, lemonade overlaid is it, crack, like, it's in the, the glass, but they didn't the even lemonade. get a real glass of fluid to put it in. <laughs> they just, like, edited this on. Like, it's That's so, so awesome. low effort. This is, like, it's, like, the most, like, G-tier shitcoin uh, media <laughs> editing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I love that the B and B shitcoin of Amazon. I, I kind of love that for that. Absolutely. So we have to we have to break the tradition. We we made it only a couple minutes before we remember to introduce our guest. Yeah. We have <laughs> today is the uh, the bear chain uh, special bear chain episode with, with our mate our guest Smokey the like Smokey the bear chain Smokey the bear Smokey you know <laughs> Smokey of the bears Smokey of the bears. Smokey of House Bear Chain CEO. I don't know. I've been referring to you like uh, alternatingly as the founder slash CEO slash like whatever else because I don't actually know what what the title is explicitly. Yeah, that's a really good question, man. I'm not too sure myself. Um, I can definitely say I'm a co-founder. Um, Papa Bear is ultimately the man behind the scenes in many cases slash the CEO, and I like the the buck to stop with him. But I I, I have fun out in the public. He's he's more of a private guy. Mm. um you know as as we all do but 
yeah, uh, I, I just try to keep the bear ship afloat and do the thing. So uh, okay. co-founding bear chain, having fun with JPEGs, all the good stuff. Love it. Nice. And uh, I guess the other disclaimer that we have to give is both Verse and I have been afflicted by like the plague or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Uh, I was. I, I have like about an hour time load in my throat before I start coughing maniacally. I'm I'm sure that regardless of whatever time limit I have for my voice, I'm just gonna like keep going because that's what I do. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely suffering like a like two standard deviations IQ deficit penalty here. Like I I feel that's like okay. there's like cotton swab Either in my brain. This is gonna be the best episode of Verzon Lucas because we're both just <laughs> absolutely zonked. It's gonna be the <laughs> most valuable episode the and also the worst. Yeah, <laughs> the duality of man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's okay, man. We're on the same mental level in that case. We're all good. We'd love know, to see we, it. We should actually talk a little bit. You know, we don't usually talk uh, exclusively about crypto, but this is definitely going to be like one of those more crypto things, right? We like that. So Barachain launched its test net. And uh, I've got to say, I've got a fucking bone to pick with you, Smokey, dude, because Ooh, it launched. What, what it did, the faucet, when you get on there, you get like 0. 0.025 bear <laughs> or something, right? And so like, this yeah. is what I thought. I was like, oh. They're giving us a tiny amount because, like, that's not even enough to buy into a position on the perpetual swap app that they have there, right? So, like, oh, it's like yeah, a yeah. like a challenge, man. He's like, he's saying that you gotta like <laughs> grind it up, and you gotta like make enough money so that you can swap, so that like if you have high volumes, you get like bigger rewards or something like that. So he's like daring <laughs> us. So I spent all this fucking time grinding up my stupid test net wallet. And I finally get Based. my like. Like just enough that I can actually use the perpetual swaps. I make my like YOLO like 25x long on Bitcoin. Uh, I actually Love like that. get like a decent number. And then immediately after I achieve this, all of my friends <laughs> message me and they're like, oh yeah, the faucet just gives out one whole Barra token now, which is like, that was like two times as much as my full account value at the time still. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill this smoky guy. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I would say. It's it's about the friends we made along the way, you know. It's about the yeah. positions we opened and well, the time we almost got friends. licked. I didn't even make friends because I got so many normie people on here. And what they would do is they didn't realize that Barra was the gas token, so they would swap one hundred yeah, yeah. of their Barra for the honey, and then they would say, oh, "Lucas, can I get more Barra?" And I would say, "No," because I'm afraid that if I associate my wallet with your wallet, <laughs> we both get disqualified from points rewards because they think we're the same. <laughs> So, so you're just fucking spamming it. Amazing. Yeah. You know what? That's another type of growing experience, you know? Like, I think that just brings you a little bit more, like, you know, self-care. I think it makes you more powerful as a person. You, you just get that stoic mindset, some Marcus Aurelius mm -hmm. shit, right? Oh, and yeah. now it's like, you know, every man is an island. You know, that's sort of the direction yeah. I take with it. The stoic <laughs> mindset curated through uh, disappointing and abandoning all of your friends and family and having nobody. Exactly. <laughs> having no one Bro, left. Imagine the, the degree of, like... Point. The self-discipline that cultivates, man, you'd be you'd be an unstoppable like monk warrior type by the end of it. Mm, yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, actually, what we have been doing is, and I've been I've been you know, it's funny. My my head of ecosystem and I have been busting the dev ball, dev teams balls for like the last month, being like, "Yo, we need to jack up the gas. We need to jack up the gas. We need to see what happens to the gas fee market, and you know, also just like give people more to transact with." Because until then, we were just like sort of arbing the price of Vera up. And just adding a fuck ton of lick to the other side of the pool. And we were working through a couple of things that, you know, were just like technical limitations around that. And uh, so that's why you started with these like crazy low drips to make sure that 
basically people couldn't spam the network too hard because mm. you guys may have seen and we pushed out some some like data around this like right now there's like two million unique active wallets and like 10 million transactions on the network in two weeks which is kind of fucked oh, given wow. the like and like in many cases the network has had errors along the way there's been problems with the faucet i'm sure you guys might have seen um and i was like all right cool we have like 90 percent bots and then this morning i got on a call with like the the team from gold sky that's actually helping us with all of our subgraphs and a whole bunch of like the data analytics on the back end. And they're actually like, yo, that's, that's a lot closer to 50%, which I'm not saying is like great, but that's like a couple of standard deviations, like below the norm. Like normally you get like 80 plus percent bots on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so on one hand, I'm happy because people are using mm-hmm. their shit. On the other hand, I'm like, fuck, that means real people are not being able to hit their, you know, their shit yeah. sometimes in terms of like well, getting I mean, the faucet and using like, the decks and stuff. Your user volume, as far as I can tell, is like really fucking high. So like for a, for a test, because like people don't usually like swarm test nets like yeah, this, right? No, like this is quite unusual. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I've been shilling this to like everyone I know, regardless of like whether they're in crypto or not, because like how often is it that you get to say like, okay, like I can't like guarantee that there's going to be like an airdrop or anything, but like usually projects give airdrops to early users, and this is a test yeah. net, and like it costs no money. So like you might as yeah, well totally. use it. Like regardless of whether or not you get an airdrop, like you don't pay any money. Like you're not losing anything totally. other than time. And it's yeah. like if you already intended to spend the time figuring out how the fuck crypto works, this is pretty much the yeah, easiest might as well. way to do it. Exactly. Hundred yeah. percent, man. And like a lot of what we tried to do is to make things like pretty friendly and accessible. And I think that's like a lot of like what Barachain is on like, you know, thesis wise. It's like, all right, we can have a good time and be like mimetic and like fuck around and find out with a bunch of JPEGs of bear smoking weed that turned into a chain on, on the surface and then dive in. And it's like, Hey, we're actually trying to have a pretty interesting and powerful tech stack here. Right. There's mm-hmm. all the, t- I think that there's all the stuff that people need to sort of transact slash get stuff off the ground um, sort of baked in from day one, which is kind of interesting for, you know, new users as well. Right. They can just sort of click dApps and then be like, Oh, cool. I can go swap on the decks. I can go use the perps. I can go lend whatever it is you really want to do. Um, and I think that there's like a, a fine line between, you know, being fed chain uh, and giving people like the basic tools that they want to use that can then be improved upon over time. Uh, and we're trying to make sure that we strive that, you know, that balance in the right way. Um, but we also just like, I think one piece of feedback that we got, and I'd be very curious for your guys take on this was just like, people were saying that they had fun for the first time in quite a while on a test net. Um, and I'm sure there's t- things that are frustrating, especially like low gas amounts that were, you know, starting to consistently jack up. So I'm sorry, Lucas, that, that mm-hmm. 0.25 is going to feel even smaller soon. Oh, but, God. <laughs> it's okay. like, you I, know, we, I actually, this this talk just reminded me to go hit up the faucet again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about yeah, I was just about to do it while I was get my, my daily hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was like, like, we want to make it fun, you know? Like, we want to have, like, shit in there that's, like, you know, even, like, the, the confirmation modules and shit. Like, the, the foundation website has bears flying around. Like something that isn't just like your super vanilla, like here's my uni v2 fork type crap, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I yeah, do I mean, really think that's like where we're trying to I'm like, I'm like talking with like my family about, yeah, like, oh, like add liquidity to this and how to, like, oh, this is how that's you it. add money to your MetaMask wallet and stuff. And it's like, I could have done this at some other point with like another test net, but like, it's like, I'm not gonna like teach my family on some like Cosmos shitter, right? Like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah you very much got it <laughs> it's a, it's a, like it's a recruiter yeah it has a cool fun aesthetic it's a, it's a fun chain and so for all the test experience i've had like with working and whatever it's definitely like pretty it's pretty seamless considering uh i've used like test like when i was at my previous 
gig, which I cannot name for legal reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, on test nets, and some of them were just fucking absolutely brutal to play yeah, around. Well, this yeah, this is yeah. the other thing is like when people say, because I mean, I've been getting this a lot from people when uh, they're like not crypto people, and they're like, oh, well, like I tried this and this transaction failed, or like, why is this so glitchy? And it's like, well, it's like a test net. Like they're like intentionally. Like you can see them like going through and like rotating which part of it they're gonna break every like three hours to mm, see like yeah, where yeah. the limits are, right? And uh, I, I guess like for people who haven't worked in software, the idea basically that you do intentionally uh, like stress test things to the point of fucking them up beyond working is like a totally exactly. foreign concept. It's so illogical. It's like why would you break it if it's not if it's not broken? I mean, yeah. you do the same thing in physical industry, right? Like I used to, uh, a totally. little bit of a docs, but I used to work on some pretty big stuff that made other stuff. And like the way that you figure out how long it lasts is by running until it shits the bed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, kind of, totally. We're, we're also doing this with our financial system on a broader yeah. scale. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is basic QA engineering, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's awesome. Um, so, like, I would just for the for our viewers, um, what would you say um, differentiates Bear Chain from others beyond like the aesthetics? So I'm like a yeah, we'll do a, yeah, for we'll sure. Do a light technical deep dive for our viewers here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, I think the the simplest way of looking at it is that like Bear Chain really attempts to accomplish two things, right? Um, it tries to, on one hand, allow users to turn their liquidity into a productive source of security instead of having those two things like at, as adversaries effectively. Because normally in like a proof of stake chain, if you have a certain amount of, of capital, like you have 32 ETH, whatever it is, you choose between contributing to security by running a node um, and or like staking with a validator kind of thing, or by providing liquidity on chain in a DEX, a lending market, whatever it might be, right? Um, in this case on bear chain, the only way to actually add to security and to produce a staking token as a network is by doing the work of first providing, you know, the liquidity somewhere else on the network. So we, we think of it as like, you know, you do the work to earn the reward kind of thing, right? Um, I think that's like part one, and there's like a lot of nuance in there, but like I think that's really the, the core thing that we try to accomplish. Uh, and then the second thing is that, you know, I like we very much view a chain as a sum of its parts, right? We view it as a sum of the protocols that are living on top of it. I don't think that anyone thinks of much that much about the base layer they're building on to think about what they're actually using on it, right? Like you're you're not like, oh fuck, I love the iOS so much. Like, no, nah, I love like my like at, like my maps application, like iMessage or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if we were to view this in a parallel, it's like people care about you know applications that are unique. People care about stuff that can actually drive people into a new ecosystem in the same way GMX did for Arbitrum or DFK did for Harmony before that blew the fuck up with Lock Dual OTCs mm-hmm. or before Frentech kind of blew up on base and is now kind of doing something. I, I have no idea. Right, but like um, we want to be able to curate as many super dApps as possible and drag those onto Barrow, and that's why part two is really um, finding ways to mechanistically empower or advantage the applications that are building on the chain. So what that means is that you know for applications that are building on Bear Chain, they can actually become powered, um, and I'm using that word like sort of vaguely here, but they can mm-hmm. actually end up having emissions from the chain itself directed towards their pools. Um, and or their smart contracts. So you can be building an NFT marketplace, you know, an options protocol, whatever it is. Um, and there's a way to, for BearChain to actually benefit you as a builder by you like living on top of that base layer. Uh, and that's what we care a lot about. Like, I think it's, it's we've tried to think of it a lot as the most protocol and therefore user aligned chain possible. Um, because if protocols in, are, you know, bringing the vast majority of users on board, uh, then I think they're ultimately the customer of a chain and, and a chain environment, right? Um, so we try to do as much as possible to like give them a really good experience while making sure that validators and users are 
heavily aligned in terms of their incentives. Mm -hmm. So I have kind of a stupid question here. Uh, I haven't seen any chains that have basically, uh, I don't want to say like forced cooperation necessarily between their protocols, but like forced cooperation in the sense that <laughs> like all every protocol is like forced to advertise like other ecosystem elements, right? Like the decentralized exchange has to advertise like the stable swap has to advertise mm -hmm. like the NFT market has to, and like all of those also have to advertise like all the other ones. And, mm -hmm. uh, cause like when I go to a chain or like even when Solana season kicked off, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what any of the ecosystem elements were. And I had to go and I had to ask people on Twitter, right? Uh, now yeah. I can do that because I have like a weird freak network of people who spend <laughs> 23 hours a day logged in, right? And they're probably not going to like rug me. But like, I don't know what I would tell my mom if she mm, were to go yeah. and like try and figure out what all the ecosystem shit is. And she can't like, it's not like you can go to the Solana site and find out which like protocols they sponsor or whatever, because it's just a list of like 500 things right yep so like the basic ecosystem things need some way to be like self-advertising in a way For but sure. i don't know like what the best way to achieve that is yeah no it's good it's a good point slash question man i think that a lot of it comes down to like better ux as well right like I think that for so many people, like take the example of your mom or your family, right? Like using MetaMask is often kind of a bitch and like, mm, yeah. you know, interacting with crypto as a whole, especially if you're trying to do anything cross chain is generally pretty fucked. Dude, um, and I, I, teaching random 22 year old women how to add the honey token manually <laughs> to MetaMask was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, like I forgot, like I am in weird freak territory. <laughs> Listen, man, you're doing God's work. Actually, you know what, what sent me the other day, man, was... I was on Twitter and I saw like this girl um, and she was tweeting about like how the, she was like hyped that the bear chain faucet was live. And she's like, you know, we down, but the bear chain faucet is up. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I, I thought that this was just like a random bot or a dude, like pretending to be a girl as is often the case on Twitter. And this I still think... might really be a great extended psyop, right? Cause the last time this happened, when we found a Twitter account, that was a girl that was posting about bear chain. I messaged her being like, yo, like, you know, you know, what got you into this? Because I'm trying to understand, like, what is it that actually, like, helps get people who are not necessarily our core or original audience in? And then this motherfucker responds, and it's our last, it's our intern from a term ago. He's like, yo, I'm trying to get more e-girls on Bear Chain, bro. And I'm losing my shit, like, laughing Classic. at this. So, so then when I message this, when I, when I look at this girl's profile, I'm like, wait a second. There's, like, posts from, like, like two years of her, like, docs. I'm like, holy shit, we might have our very first Bear Chain baddie. And and I think that like Madden. and like I'd love to understand how the fuck that she you know she found her way into this whole like funky ecosystem the slash method, atmosphere. Man. The Bro, is, is <laughs> like maybe I, I have a decent uh, handful of because you know when Friend Tech came out, I basically realized yeah. okay, like any OnlyFans girl <laughs> with a large following who joins this oh, is going to just be handed an instant like ten thousand dollars essentially. Easy print and, like. I have a decent amount of them. I don't, I don't really understand why, but I have a decent amount of them who follow me. So all of the ones who followed me, I just reached out and I said like, hey, like if you join this weird crypto thing, it's not going to cost any money from you. I'll fund your account or whatever. Just make sure you tell me when you're opening it so that I can buy your shares early uh, and make- So you became an on-chain yeah, OnlyFans manager. Right, yeah, yeah. And so I, I had a bunch of these who I told to do this and the ones who listened all made money. And so now they've, they've just been like, they, they like me now. And so if I tell them I love like, that something about crypto, it's like, 
uh yeah i'm probably gonna do that because like the last time you did and it's like i could still waste a lot of time doing this like three or four times over and it would make up yeah, yeah. Or it would be made up for by the amount of money that i made off of uh friend tech it's like bro that's yeah. amazing this is it's kind of like um you should use them as your market indicators if any of them also work in like the adult industry or strip clubs because like you know the stripper index probably is even like more zoomed in stripper if you index, like get, get yeah. the you know the ft plus stripper index right there's actually like a really low overlap between OnlyFans and stripping. Like it's usually like That's fair. you do the OnlyFans what? because you don't want don't to want do the don't want the yeah, it's reasonable. It's right? reasonable. Yeah. The stripper index is tip is very dialed in. They they know the uh when we were in Bitcoin Miami, there's like, you know, everything in Miami is a strip club, even if you're not a strip club. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. The, the the girls there, like we start talking they're like, Oh, what are you guys here for the crypto? They were like just as knowledgeable as like anyone i knew at the conference and i was like okay I'm like, these, girls, these girls know what's it's up it's so fucking they're funny there's like <laughs> massive populations of men who are like i'm gonna go spend 280 dollars an hour at this strip club so that i can talk about finance to naked <laughs> women <laughs> and then go back will, and do that on a twitter group chat with a bunch of incels like 20 minutes yeah, later yeah. Well, and then and then they're gonna be mm-hmm. sitting there in that group chat and they're gonna be thinking like it's not the same like these incels <laughs> listening to me are they're not, not listening as hard as those strippers were. I'm going back tomorrow. <laughs> they, they're this about is the actually market research. They're about the grind set, literally and figuratively. That's the thing about strippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hey, you know what? I think a while back I was like, um, there there are a couple of places I was like, there's some points like I was talking to my BD team as we were looking at like you know the next set of hires, and I was like, you know, there's probably two groups of people that are highly underrated when it comes to just like you know, skilling people up in sales. And one is the Canal Street motherfuckers. They'll try to sell you like a fake Rolex or a fake AP and they'll like roll up to you with a, a laminated piece of paper and then take you through five back alleys. And then <laughs> those strippers. Like I, I feel like the stripper sale game is like sales game is like impeccable. Like high EQ, like understanding of people's needs, like everything in between. They're one of the only people I think who would probably figure out like when to just like not fuck with someone you know like everybody everybody yeah. talks about like the oh just sell me this pen thing and it's like frequently <laughs> to answer that question though is actually just like okay dude no, but do you off. even like need a pen like do you yeah. want a pen or, or like am i am i gonna like make you want to kill me by trying to sell yeah, you a yeah. pen when you don't need a pen and like completely reasonable i think strippers are probably the number one group of people who figure out how to gauge that non-verbally right because like i mean presumably if you're in a strip club you're there uh, because you want strippers, but like there are going to be a good amount of cases where like the guy is just having a rough fucking day and his friends are like, yeah. oh yeah, dude, I know what's going to cheer him up. Let's take him to the strip club. But it's like, I can imagine like if I just got like divorced by my wife or something and my friends like take me to the strip club, I'm not going to be like super into the strippers. And if one of them starts yeah. like throwing ass at me, I'm going to be like, ah, you know, <laughs> I'm not really like normally a violent guy, but like, this is really bringing it out. Right. Like, I'm in a self-defense situation. Yeah. You're putting me in a self-defense situation. And it's like, you only probably misread that situation like once as a stripper. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah. yeah that's hard though. They know, they know, they, they know they go to the, to the girl first. They've, they've been, they've been around the block a few times. Oh yeah. They, they get the load. Never put baby in a corner. Never put baby in a corner. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm trying uh, to think. Decent. What other, what other uh, on-topic crypto before we branch off into our usual debauchery? I, I keep wanting to ask Yo. about, like, more and more of the Barra stuff, dude. So, like, you basically – because do you know what my, like, Barra lore is? Like, my understanding of Barra such chain? such a little understanding of yours, brother. I, all I know is that okay. Spence hit me up and was like, Yo, you got to hop on with Lucas and the boys? And I was like, okay, let's go. Okay, okay, dude. So – my my whole my bearer journey as we might call it i guess if we were doing some sort of struggle session here is that uh i had never been approached for any sort of a seed anything whatever i was fairly new to crypto at the time uh not not new to i was new to crypto twitter i should say uh mm-hmm. and zor comes to me and he's like dude like there's this we got this allocation for this if you want to throw any money and uh, I understood roughly that this was how you make money was by investing in seeds, mm. right? I had a mm. very vague yeah, yeah. sense that that's how it worked. <laughs> However, this was like, I don't know if this was after like the Luna crash or basically, yeah, basically last cycle, there were like two or three times where I lost all my money and then made it again, right? And it was right after yeah, yeah. one of these times where I was basically like, I'm looking at the funds I have on chain and I'm like, it's I'm like not good dollars, bro. It's like thirteen dollars, man. <laughs> not a lot of money here. And um, I got so, one swap in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked. That, wasn't even one swap. that was like I'm trapped. <laughs> that was a yeah, that's true. point in the cycle. And uh, <sighs> I go and I, I read through the docs. I saw like the proof of liquidity thing, which is like uh, I don't know. I don't want. I don't know if I want to explain to the the listeners here proof of stake versus proof of work versus proof of liquidity. Yeah, now, we'll put that yeah, in but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the basic idea is that like, it's it's a thing that is going to be generating uh, liquidity pools, which will make swapping on chain uh, less financially fucking ruinous for people mm-hmm. who want to be mm-hmm. involved in that. Uh, so I I was like, yeah, I like this. I guess this makes sense. It's like uh, if if you took like the the part of ohm that's like retarded out of it and made it an L one, mm-hmm. uh, sounds good. I want to invest. <laughs> Unfortunately, $13. So then I passed on that. Nothing happened for like six months. And from then on out, like I, I asked Zor again, like how it was doing. And from then on out, it, it just became like absolutely like suicide inducing because everything that I heard was like, <laughs> oh, dude, that allocation slot that you got, that's, it's up like a 60X now. Oh, it's up like 120X now. Oh, dude. And like just every time I heard anything new about it, I was like, okay. Okay, I, I understand now. I literally I literally curved like six million dollars because I refused <laughs> to drop like two hundred dollars into this thing. Uh but, but so yeah, now it's like then Spence comes back and he's like, Hey, do you want to work with us? And I was like, Yeah, I, I assume this is some sort of like weird cheeky thing from God where he's saying like you like you fucked up the first time, you might as well do it this time. <laughs> Run it back to your bow. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, uh, I'm glad to be here, man. And, and yeah, like, look, it's it's been entertaining to see how this has evolved. Like, it started with a bunch of NFTs for shits and gigs that we really were not sure where they would go. And then we were like, okay, rebasing NFTs because this is kind of funny and, and a little bit more interesting than your standard 10K PFP collection. And they were like, okay, there's actually real problems here. There's a community that wants to see problems solved. There's ideas that we have on how we could implement that technically. What if we built a chain where this is actually implemented at the protocol level? And then I think, you know, recently someone described us as eigenlayer for shit coins, which I thought was mm. absolutely hilarious, but also somewhat like accurate in that the whole idea is you're taking liquidity of any form, not just staked ETH or variants of staked ETH, and you're using it to produce security in another manner, right? Which is like, uh, you know, what honestly not the worst comparison at all. And I was like, 
I don't think I'm offended. I think I'm actually kind of flattered because I think it's kind of hilarious and yeah. really powerful to done right. right. So it's just wait, been wait. evolutions. You're gonna, you're gonna save me some time for research because I was supposed to know what eigenlayer already was, and I didn't. <laughs> <even speak. laughs> what is eigenlayer? We're, dude, eigenlayer. we're actually eigenlayer. running an eigenlayer eigenlayer validator node. I think we just spun up a second one. Who? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Us? Well, not, not our, our our friend group, roughly. Oh, interesting. The boys. Yeah. The yeah. boys did. I, I think I, I think I've been left out again. In there somewhere. It's over for me. I think. <laughs> I, I, I think I got, the best I got way about thinking to about send ETH to an address, and I sent ETH to the address. So either I got robbed, or it's in the validator nodes. Mm. That's all I know. What could go wrong? Yeah. This has happened before, and I just got robbed. But I don't think this guy's gonna rob me. Oh, is that the thing you were talking about the other day, where you were like, "I sent money to the the is that eigenlayer?" Uh, no, I, I think I put more on blast, which yeah, is funny. We should, what's what's your opinion of blast? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even said that, Smokey. But uh, so no, you basically good. have a thing where you make native yield on chain, right? Because it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like we're going to do native yield on chain, but like, instead of building the product, we're just going to like raise $4 billion and then build the product <laughs> with the $4 billion we've raised. Which I imagine is. that if I was someone who had already been spending two and a half years building a product before necessarily raising the $4 billion, and then somebody did that <laughs> and pulled all of the money mm -hmm. out of the ecosystem that we were targeting also for raises, I would be sitting there mm -hmm. kind of like, hmm, I'm a little bit yeah, peeved at you guys. Like, I'm a little bit irritated. <laughs> I'm irritated because I didn't know you could just ask for money first and then without any kind of uh, <laughs> proof of concept. <laughs> just like, yo, give me like four bill and then and then I'll give you, I promise I'll give yeah, you time. Yeah, like later. they spent like 5K <laughs> on like a pretty snappy, nice website and it had like the video game font. And like you know the nice uh, like neon video game colors. Person Lucas podcast needs to do this. We fucked up. I promise we'll be bigger than Jay Ree. It's all branded, dog. It's all branded. It's Billy right now, and I promise we'll be bigger than There's no way that the real world asset thing doesn't somehow culminate in you getting to raise money based off of like personality cult attributes, right? Like the social high thing has been. That's basically been like one of the only theses I care about is getting to like long and short like themes or like like if I can go incels and like short like uh obama or, or cells yeah 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 like long verse yeah, yeah. and like short whatever you know like yeah that, that has to happen someone's yeah, like, yeah. obviously like you say this and everyone's like well okay but like what metrics are you going to use and it's like people have been asking that question for long enough now we're getting to the part of the cycle where people start actually like figuring out which metrics make sense and i think a big Correct. part of next cycle is going to be like Twitter slash X integration into all of these crypto protocols to either like, because sure. you know, like everybody's tweeting out their profit and losses and stuff like that. Uh, but it's like, just go fucking link your Twitter profile and yeah, sh shout out to <laughs> yeah. NSE top. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go They're... link your Twitter profile so that you can actually like prove to us that you did it because, uh, I don't believe you guys at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not real. Yeah. On chain proof of cloud kind of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's what all funny. the social five stuff has been, right? Like, I think I think Frentech was like brilliant in terms of like how they targeted their launch and their rollout, right? Like they they got a bunch of yeah. folks who have a lot of on chain clout and they like they weaponized that slash monetized it, right? They, and they created a competitive marketplace for it. Social five is like it's going to be there's going to be at least one social five cycle in the next bull run, right? Like, yeah, definitely believe that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's an interesting question, man. That actually. 
for just going around and saying like, and they're like, oh, but like Frentech sucks and it's going away. And it's like, I don't like, I'm not even speaking on Frentech specifically, but the fact that it like took over everything that quickly and became that like direct of a market niche, like there, yeah. there's energy there that somebody is going to like target financially, right? Like you would be very stupid not to. Oh, it's super impressive if done right. And I think that they like definitely had lightning in a bottle at one point and like maybe they'll get it again with V2, what have you. I think that things just sort of went ghost for a little bit and, you know, maybe there's some internal reorg slash, you know, planning of what comes next, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Racer. I don't know really anyone else who's involved, uh, but he seems like not a retard to me, so I assume he'll probably do something yeah. cool. No, he strikes me as a sharp dude. Um, Pancakes probably was involved for a little while, and I think uh, not nowadays, but... I think they they amicably parted ways. It sounds like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. I don't want there to be some sort of weird thing where I'm saying I like Racer and then oh, six, comments, six hours over, I get forty DMs yeah. from people saying like, oh, you like Racer, so you want to fucking kill this other guy and you think he deserves to be poor and broken? Your guy got fired, and I'm like, uh, oh, listen, uh, like non-zero chance. But yeah, I mean, I mean anything is possible. Very likely. To be <laughs> yeah i hear that i hear that for sure so Sorry, there, there was an original question somewhere in there lucas i we lost it re- remind um, me. uh we, okay there was I, a plot. I have no i have no idea what the original question was but do you feel that blast unfairly uh, pulled from your uh your righteously deserved liquidity and nah, are you going nah, to i don't think that's a thing. are you going to war with blast uh listen i i believe in growing the pie Mm. Um, but I also think that's kind of bullshit, and I think that you kind of have to eat someone else's pie first in other cases. Oh yeah, um, exactly I guess how fuck to respond to no, you I'm saying sorry. that you believe in <laughs> putting the lines. We're putting the lines on the battlefield. Fuck blast. Yeah, oh, my home say there's one pie. We know what size it is. It's not getting any fucking bigger, and you have to go <laughs> steal it from a grandma if you want more. Smell, that's I smell it, bro. I smell that pie on the windowsill. And you the, see that Disney and, cartoon ass like fucking floating motherfucker over there? No, I'm taking yeah. that. Pie, bro. <laughs> no, I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any such thing as like you know our deserved liquidity or lack thereof. I think it's something where um, I actually think the Blast team is pretty sharp and pretty capable. Have known Pac-Man for a while, and I think he's a sharp dude. Um, I think it's you know there's aspects about the legality and or launch that i would find questionable myself mm. um and it's not something that i would have done and i don't think that i'm Same. the only person who views that um but sometimes you know in for a penny in for a pound um like look i, I think will they're say, com- they're I will say that bunch. it's insane in the sense that like you're saying i don't know that i would have done it and i'm also saying i don't know that i would have done it even though doing it literally entails being handed like what like one billion dollars yeah, like, and a multi-sig. I, I am, yeah, I'm literally so scared of the legal <laughs> ramifications of all of like, that. that. Like, and it's like, can correct. you even, like, I don't even know if I could touch the money in the multi-sig bro, and listen, use it bro. for, like, like legal four fees. My, four different red flags, sirens have gone off mm-hmm. in my head about this, and I have no justification other than my historical knowledge in the space. And I'm, listen, I, I, I'm a profit maxi, but at the same time, I'm like, I get sussed out. When you, when you yeah. tell me you have that much money in a multi-sig, I'm like, mm. yeah. Oh, like, like, listen, I, I, I'm not publicly anti-blast um, or anything of the sort. Um, I think that we will be competitive. It's so funny. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a> private <position. laughs> listen, privately, I'm here to take heads. That's how I go. Okay. Um, I was going to say, like, dude, that's, if, that's... You're, if you're not betting on your own ecosystem, I'm not betting on your own ecosystem. Oh, exactly. You better want to bet him, man. <laughs> I, I, I said this. 
I said this to DeFi Dave like a couple days ago when I was doing the, the flywheel with him. I told him like I was like, brother, like, you know, I don't necessarily believe in displacing ETH, but if you think I'm not coming for every other fucking head out there, um, you're wrong. Uh, and that is what Bear Chain's meant to be, bro. Like, it's it's not meant to be like, you know, the ultimate vampire vector, but it's meant to be a place that makes it better for builders to go there than anywhere else. And I think Blast mm. has an interesting, like, you know, contrary but similar value prop in terms of, like, you get your rebasing, like, native yield in some manner from, like, putting in other protocols, which I think comes with its own different degree of risk. You know, we have bridge risk as well. Like, there's there's risk everywhere, right? But I think it's it's choose your flavor. Um, and I, I respect them for pulling off a marketing campaign and or a game that allowed them to bring in a lot of capital. Um, the stickiness of that will be seen in the future. And what other people try to do, that capital will also be seen in the future. But like, you know, there's a, it's, it's all is fair in, in, in love and war on this one as I see it. If they can figure out how to use some portion of the money in that multi-sig to cover the legal and uh, <laughs> the legal fees necessary and like the, the insurance fund, basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that they can figure out how to legally use the rest of it, they can build something amazing. If they can't, then there's just going to be a multi-sig with like a billion of our dollars in it that nobody ever touches because they're all scared to go to jail, right? Like that's an actual <laughs> funny outcome is that they don't steal the money. They just leave it there forever untouched because they're so worried that touching it carries a like legal penalty, right? That's a very, we don't like even, that outcome. Yeah, like we Real. don't even get like robbed. We just like- <laughs> We just get like frozen. <laughs> yeah. You, it's not a rug, you just can't sell. That's yeah. all it is. This is a social experiment. Blast. <laughs> well, it, would be even, it would be even funnier because like it just keeps gaining interest forever, right? So it's like we're making this like 4% yield or whatever on our thing and it's just like- it would be funny to be trapped just, for like a year in there because you know, like we know where ETH is going to go, right? Like ETH is going to go way up. We make the 4% on that. Yeah. And, we're, and we're like, wow, like yeah. I would have like $20,000 if I didn't like. <laughs> like theoretically yeah. speaking, I am fucking loaded right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it'll be beautiful, man. Actually, I think they'll just they'll just use it all to market bid when when like, you know, when Barry dumps again. And then like, boom, you know, Blast saves crypto. We could see that happen too. Mm, like, I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> it would be really funny. <laughs> you know? I think that would be the funniest outcome, um, but uh, I don't know if it's necessarily the one I'd bet on. What, what it did make me think about, though, is I'm like, I feel like Paradigm has such an interesting altering spree, right? I think that they do one incredible deal that sounds very cool in terms of like a technical narrative and in terms of like, you know, pushing the future of like adoption kind of thing. Like yeah, they'll do Axiom or they'll do like, like privy. <laughs> and then they'll do like you know a couple of gigaponsies along the way yeah and um, then everyone but everyone like nobody figures this out like everybody still has like oh it's a paradigm deal dude it's a paradigm <laughs> deal and they're all treated exactly the same every time paradigm touches anything it's like oh this must be as good as like those last six paradigm winners and it's like well but like do you remember <laughs> the 30 other and they're like no i don't and well, then you know, it's, it's interesting like I was talking to Anish, like who used to be on their team about this when you're in Toronto. And I think it brings up a very good point in many cases. It's like, do you want to be right or do you want to make money? And I think they've selected to do both in certain ways, right? Like they, they're probably making money on a lot of the things that, that, you know, have more retail appeal, but, you know, have a little bit more of those, uh, those, those, uh, you know, Ponzu elements to it. And like lots of people call us a Ponzi, like that's fine. Like, and, and that's, you know, I think I'm you, you sure, take your licks I'm pretty sure into I've space. i you guys like a vaporware Ponzi. <laughs> I have um, no doubt. Times. Like as a man of culture if... does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like a you know it's, it's actually a mark of honor as i see it well, it's yeah, funny because in crypto like the fact that you actually spent two years building a product before releasing it like that's normally what you do right like that's what a responsible yeah, business that's would like do. web 2 
yeah, yeah. But this is right but this is like indicative that you came from like an actual software engineering <laughs> space because in crypto it's like nobody would ever do that you 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 <laughs> announce the thing and then you release it three days later and it like mostly yeah. doesn't work but nobody cares because they're not using it to use it they're using it because it's like enabling them to buy a speculative asset or something right mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. like when i was like oh these guys like two years bro they're they're building they're building over here bro i don't know man Motherfucker thinks he's google out here yeah this kind of jeff bezos looking ass like how how much how much building does it really take to put a fucking connect your wallet metamask button on a Maybe swap website man stop building and launch a fucking token stop building and launch the token every single business many such launch cases that, yeah a lot of you guys you've been, my you've, been you've been making trying to figure out like uh product market fit all these customer integrations you've been onboarding kols figuring out like marketing lore angles mm -hmm. release the fucking token man yeah <laughs> time. just, just yo, i remember there was a point. how about you build that airdrop button <laughs> <laughs> how about you build me some fucking money dog dude when people when people first learn in crypto that uh announcing that you have an airdrop coming is like illegal it like, oh my it like changes their entire understanding of the market it's so fucking so funny, funny to watch like if you ever get oh, to dude. be the one to tell people that like okay announcing an airdrop and saying that you're guaranteed going to do an airdrop is like a massive like a violation yeah. And you yeah, can like yeah watch exactly every single part of their brain like restructure just like around wait a second yeah like they're like <laughs> So, like, all these ideas I had about how things should function or, like, how you could, like, make money for... They're just jail in a box? What? <laughs> in, instantly, yeah, they go to jail. It's all in jail? <laughs> all, all of this it always has been. exists because it's being deployed by, like, Ukrainian scammers? You can't actually do this in the U.S.? Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's all Dude. jail, bro. It's always, it's, it always it's jail all the way down. It's so funny, man. <laughs> it's so funny, and and yeah, like I remember there's one cell. Uh, there's like a there's like a copy pasta that went uh, went viral in like the bear chain Discord, where these guys like mint the damn chain, Smokey, mint the damn chain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like fuck's sakes, boys. There's a decentralized validator set. I do not touch any buttons. I am not a dev. I talk. <laughs> fucking well, dude, kills I, me, like, man. So I've been I've been raising some for some like tradfi companies, and yeah, I, there were some people who were saying like, yeah, you should hit up some like crypto VCs or crypto whales because like they don't usually <laughs> get opportunities for equity investment. They'll probably be interested. And I was like, sure, mm -hmm. that sounds like a reasonable thesis. Why not? And you do, <laughs> and then you realize it's like. If you don't have a token, these people do not give a yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> oh my god, like, no. the explaining equity or like the concept of an exit or like a Series C or any of this shit to a crypto no VC, and it's like I, I don't even think most crypto VCs are like they're not like VCs. Like they haven't raised funds no. that they're using Very towards like are. an investment uh, mandate. They're like a group chat Very of few. friends who like pulled a few ether. It's very. And then they call themselves a VC, and I assumed they were a VC because they were calling themselves a VC. But it's like they're not a VC; they're just a group chat who want to buy and dump tokens. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, big time, man! And it goes from like you know when Binance, like there is no when Robinhood, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's not like you know, <laughs> like it's not yeah. when Quest Quest Trade. Like I, I think that the liquidity time horizons are just so far off in terms of expectations. 
And there's I, very I explained... few funds that actually do both sides well. I explained that it was going to be like, I don't know, maybe fucking like three years before an exit. And, and even that's deflate. like often pretty optimistic, like trad wise, right? Like unless yeah. you're in a fucking crazy odd industry, like, you know, AI two years ago, those companies are just starting to get bought up, right? Like these are, these are tough sells in most cases. And, you know, if you're talking about things that you're working on before where you're making things that allow you to turn other things into other things, you know, those sorts of, you know, physical and or deep tech, whatever adjacent industries often take much, much longer too. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, totally different investor classes as I see it. And then like having come from that kind of a background, it's always hilarious to me to see just like, I think the degree of impatience you get in the market. And it's also because like, you know, crypto operates on fucking like three day cycles and like, you know, seven week, like seven day turnarounds as opposed to like months and months of shit. Mm. It's like, oh, cool. We're done with the cat coins. And now we're moving on to like, you know, AI coins. And like Like, everybody's attention span has been so thoroughly ravaged. By just like like I don't know if you've noticed this, but you can kind of like gauge uh you can kind of gauge like attention liquidity as an asset in the yes. same way as like actual liquidity. Mm-hmm. And you can literally Massively. watch it dry up. I would as... say that that's like the, one of the most important things for the crypto market. Like yeah. it is like, you know, the everyone talks about the attention economy all the time, but the attention economy is like the the capital follows the attention in crypto. If you don't have the the eyes, it doesn't matter. Like an entire entire ecosystem will dry up overnight once everyone's moved on. Yeah, and you, you have to oh, get used time. to, like, the signals that things are going to dry up soon and, like, know where they're likely to, like, either rotate to or if they're rotating at all or if we're just, like, done and the music stops here for a bit. Uh, and, like, you know, like, if, for, for Solana, like, there's a basic, like, okay, you're going to have the meme coins and you're going to have the utility tokens and you're going to have the the NFTs, like, that cycle. You yep. watch it go through on every one of the L1 or alt chains uh, and you yep. start watching it happen faster and faster and faster and you're, like, people are running low. They're out of fuel. Like they can't pay attention for very long. And that means that we're about to go down soon. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is always what happens before we go down. (laughs) Yep. No, hundred percent, man. Like you, you run out of steam at some point, right? Like, I think there's, there's even a point, like probably like a month ago or something where the rotations were happening like pretty fast and it felt like the market was picking up. And I think after like long enough in like that, that mini spotlight, you're like, now nah, this 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 can't last right now. Yeah. This is gonna this is gonna like sort of fume out. It's yeah, like we're when still you, in the test when you pump area. get memed into bridging to a new chain, and then within one <laughs> week, the new chain that you've bridged to is like already like there's like scammers and rugs and sniper bots and shit. You're like, holy yeah, shit, yeah. man! Like, how am I? How was I late somehow? Like, I literally, yeah. <laughs> I literally did it. Into <laughs> this. Yeah, you just jump head first into the fucking knife fight, right? And like, you're like, oh. Why have I been stabbed? Yeah. Yeah, hey, so speaking of scammers, I was wondering what's as a as a crypto industry expert insider who's uh mm-hmm. whose guidance is going to be taken by everybody that listens to this podcast because it's definitely going to protect their funds and financial security. <laughs> we are not uh, right. hey, in a second. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hold up now. Replay, we're gonna replay the the crypt the uh our new clip that's like oh we are not financial advisors we are not this someone, <laughs> yeah. someone say we're not even employed that's our new, uh, that's our new we, need, we need to start adding that at the at the beginning of at the beginning episode. but uh anyways, my, my question about how uh all of our followers should protect their financial futures with your personal advice here Smokey, is what do you actually do <laughs> for like a hardware wallet or like do you use a multi-sig or like for your personal oh, funds yeah. not like like yeah, how yeah. do you actually deal with custody yeah yeah i got you um so i think that uh 
So I'll first preface this by saying it's never financial advice. I'm financially like very stupid. Um, but I think that nine out of 10 yeah. times I'm just using a ledger, man. Um, like it's, you I know, love ledger, I've yeah. Always used le- yeah. Like I've always used ledgers. Like they're not perfect, but like, you know, just gets the job done. You know, I think that like money under your mattress, like really good over there. Like sometimes like, you know, ceiling slash floorboards, there's lots of good places you can put that. You can put your ledger in under your mattress or like, mm-hmm. you know, your, your floorboards as well. Like whatever is really like floating your boat there. Um, Paper but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cool for Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't know if I yeah, use them for other stuff, but for Bitcoin, if you the paper wallet is solid. Yeah, some good stuff there. Um, because yeah, like, dude, I, I, like I, I, this is my this is my uh, I can say this now because I've finally undone it, and so I'm not like at risk of being instantly hacked when I tell everyone this. But for literally yeah. four years, the wallets that I used for basically all of my crypto. Uh, were stored on a MetaMask that was on my phone with the seed phrase kept in a Google Keep oh Notes God. on the cloud Bruh. titled <laughs> MetaMask seed phrase. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, just changed this like three weeks ago uh, because I was like, well, you know, like at this point, the amount that we're like putting in these wallets that you know, like I would be uh, sad if it were to go away instantly somehow, right? And the other thing is, like, yeah, it's you a feel it. story. And like, th- there's this yeah. thing where if you tell people, like, oh, like that's how I store my crypto. It's on my phone with a cloud password. You know, like if you tell Sim people swap. that, and, like, brag about how you haven't gotten <laughs> hacked yet, you're basically daring God to you're instantly just... hack every asset yeah. you have, right, at that exact moment. So an act of violence. Yeah, so I, I've been uh, I've been trying out some hardware wallets, and I just don't know like I, what I tried about. I, it, I was like, I don't really like <laughs> like I didn't. I, I kind of like, like didn't get it for a long time because I was like, is this even yeah. like different? Because you still have to like what's better? <laughs> it's slightly better. I mean, it's not much different than I mean it is, but it's not like the difference between Ledger and MetaMask on like a from like a wallet the actual wallet is not big but like you're bound to get fished or something off metamask because you exactly. might like approve yeah. something against uh, exactly your... like i think like, i, I think, think that that barrier to, to use is actually positive there right like same as like having a yubikey or whatever for like your twitter or like you know your socials mm-hmm. and shit like you know i i think that that actually also goes a long way and like we've instituted that across our entire team and sometimes you'll just see someone like accidentally tap their fucking yubikey and type like 20 like gibberish letters into the chat yeah exactly <laughs> And like that's a yeah that's really it, it's a little bit slower. I mean, it makes it hard to like <clears throat> to shitcoin like trade or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you don't have the speed, but that's what save that's what saves you, right? Exactly, exactly. Like I think that like what I've often done in like the preferred setup is like you know keep majority of your funds in like you know hardware slash cold, and then like have like some some small shitcoining fund that you keep in a hot wallet. And if you get rugged, like you, know, you get rugged, like you know you, yeah, you, exactly. you learn a little bit, you cultivate excellence. Yeah, no, exactly. my my thought basically is like. You know, I had to think about it like ground up because like I'm not the type of person who's going to go and like read a bunch of articles on like why hardware wallets are good or like what they do. Yeah, or anything. Yeah. But like after setting it up, I basically was like, OK, so it seems the main benefit is that like with a hardware wallet, there's never any reason for you to enter your to enter your seed phrase on your computer. Like it should basically yeah, yeah. never touch a computer ever if you're doing exactly. exactly. Right. And uh, but- that seems fine. But like. If I'm thinking about it, like the way that I'm probably going to get hacked, I don't think is like because someone tricks me into putting my seed phrase somewhere. It's because no, it's it, it's like I'm I'm going to interact with a contract that's pretending it's going to give me like an airdrop or something, and then they're going to take yeah. all of 
because I'm being like a greedy retard who thinks that I'm going to yeah, yeah, yeah. like a $160 airdrop. Right. Uh, yeah. And it seems like for most people, the best way is just use like whatever hardware wallet or like seed phrase or whatever, like just use like Ravi or some shit that forces you to go and like oh, read right. everything and click on it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like that. Like, you, you can't yeet as fast there, right? You can't be like, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm going to get my, like, you know, ZK sync airdrop. Like, hold up a second. Right? Yeah. I, I think that they, the extra second of processing time is actually kind of super bullish there. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it seems inconvenient. Like, there was, I was, like, looking at the different hardware wallets and wondering, like, do I want to get one that, like, I can use with my phone and, like, lets me do all this stuff really quickly and I can, like, enter my password and it has, like, a touch screen so I can, like, enter everything in like four seconds no or do phones. i want to get one that has like two buttons and there's like right, a yeah, huge in the ass to use and it has like a 160 pixel oled screen that i can't view in sunlight and it's like no actually the second one is better because there's basically never an instance where you make uh, a decision under like financial duress that isn't like hugely retarded and ruinous yeah. for your future. I'll say as a, as a pretty good rule of thumb, you want to stay away from phones though. The SIM swaps yeah, are yeah. so common. People get wrecked on their phones constantly. They're rough, man. Um, even I like, mean, you know, for, for, oh, sorry, Bruce, I was just saying, even for like numbers like your Twitter or like Telegram or shit, like, you know, I think having an eSIM mm -hmm. there is often like, you know, pretty good as a, as a backup just OPSEC wise. Mm -hmm. Wait, how do, yeah. so how, like everybody recommends against phone trading. And I've always yes. kind of thought that, like, my phone is way more secure than my computer in terms How? of, no, like... You can get sim-swapped hella easy, bro. Yeah, people really? are, like, masters of bro. that shit. Yeah. Okay, but, like, they can sim-swap sim me. They can sim-swap me, but they can't get my seed phrase from my MetaMask. Mm, they can get... I mean, like, if you have your phone, you now, for a lot of people, you have 2FA, you have... Yeah, now you can get around. You can just get around a lot of shit. You have like auto. You can get into your like. like I, I didn't set up like MetaMask. Like, text me a recovery phrase or like, you know, like, not that. But like, <clears throat> especially when you for before when you had your stuff on, you had your seed phrase in your whatever in a note that said like my, my yeah. seed phrase, right? Oh yeah, like absolutely, they can get me that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's uh, having there's just a lot of adjacencies. Yeah, okay. yeah. Having like redundancy in like protection is what stops it, right? Like, sure, like, I don't trade on my phone just in general, right? But it yeah. doesn't, like, you know, if they got my, if they sim swap me, they would get basically nothing because I don't use my phone for that. And then beyond that, I also have, like, my seed phrase elsewhere and I have my hardware, like, you know, just having more of yeah. those layers. Because I just know that, like, in yeah. an absolute sense, I accumulate more, uh, more, like, bullshit malware on, like, my Windows computers than I do on any phone I've ever owned in my entire life just mm. by going around. I believe like, that yeah, totally there's yeah, definitely that. like a higher chance of there being a keylogger on my desktop tower that I've had for like four days now than there is on any phone <laughs> that I've ever owned of any operating <laughs> like Apple or Android it doesn't even matter hmm yeah no valid man I think that like I'm also biased in this like you know Mac user and I think it I think that's actually a false sense of security in some cases like, you know, there can totally be key loggers and shit that hits Mac users a little bit easier. But at the same time, like, I'm never, like, really, like, clicking weird links or installing weird shit. Yeah. And I don't, I'm like, like, Verizon, I don't trade on my phone either. So if I would just be like, okay, shitcoin wallet, hardware wallet, no more thinking. And then just, like, fucking hide those pieces of paper with, <laughs> with the hardware wallet yeah. seed phrases. Yeah. No, that's fair. I don't know. I, uh, and then I, I came down to the thing of, like, which hardware wallet am I going to trust with all of my stuff, mm -hmm. right? 
because and then you get down to it and you start reading and it's like okay so there's like instances where basically every hardware wallet has been compromised by some person they've all like been patched now in theory there's still some weird concerns about like uh i guess people are always spurging out about like the the, does ledger have our seed or not or whatever uh (laughs) i don't know uh and because it's like you know it's not open source software there's not really a great way to tell but uh there's there's not really a great way to choose between any of these things either because it's like a really new product market right like 12 years for like an encrypted product mm-hmm. like i don't know that's <laughs> that's not a yeah. long time to that's stand up like the test that's of, minute, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. anyway I'm, i think i'm gonna go with tracer just because the fucking uh the little shape where it's like a little shield and it comes down at the it's just funny yeah they're not bad they like, the nobody... and you know what actually a lot of friends have been uh, have been showing me on the I think it's called the Lattice Grid or the Grid Plus or something like that recently. Yeah, like it has like a, a oh, larger screen. screen thing. Yeah, I heard that one banks. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten one myself, but like I've I've heard good things about it for sure. And it you know what? Like, listen, there's, there's there's totally been times where I've I've like fucking played myself hard by by having like funds on my hardware wallet. Like, I remember one of my friends told me about Peapod's finance at like like two mil market cap or something, and I'm like, oh, I should probably punt this, but I'm kind of lazy to get up and go like go and get my ledger. And then, you know, yeah. I blinked and, you know, a week later, it was at like a hundred mil market cap or something. I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. I'm poor again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that, it's one of those no, things not, where yeah. like, you really need to think hard about what assets you actually keep on the pain in the ass to use wallet. Like, I'm always going to have a phone that has something on it because like, I need the ability to just like dump idiot funds into things without really thinking that much or having like a strong like thesis because otherwise I'll just like, never do it and uh i yeah, really yeah, should be touching my long-term bitcoin eat ever like there's never a situation <laughs> where it's a good idea for me to be like moving those around so they should just be on oh, a yeah, hardware no. wallet and the hardware wallet itself should be locked inside a safe that i don't have a key to i give the so key to my body or something and i say like only ever give me this Dude. key if i like lose an arm or something Dude, you know, like that's um that setup is you know a little bit different, but not far off from from like what if I, one of our core team members has. Like he's been in the space for a long time, has like a meaningful amount of like Bitcoin and ETH, and like 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 stacked, <laughs> uh, and like all of his seed phrase information, et cetera, is in the vaults like at his home, and um and like only him and his wife like know how to get into it. And he came to to Toronto for our, our on site, and he was trying to log into his MetaMask, and it wasn't working. And he was tripping balls because he thought that like his stuff might have been compromised in some manner. And even for that, like his seed phrases and stuff were like hidden back home, and his wife was traveling and shit. Like, it, there's sometimes where that degree of security gets like kind of scary. Yeah. But yeah. you know, there's other times where I think nine out of ten times, like, yo, I'm actually happy that this is the case because you know, I there's such little chance of someone fucking me with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always a cost benefit. You got it. With the security stuff. The um, Lattice Plus thing is really funny, though, just, like, in terms of the form factor. So it's, like, this little... It looks like a little checkout terminal thing that's, like, sitting there, like, yeah. diagonally, and you, like, swipe a card. And it's one of those things where, like, you could have it sitting on your computer desk, and if, like, a normal girl came over, she would probably think, like, oh, this is cute and cool, as opposed to, like, what like she would think. like a funky iPad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> when she sees, like, any other crypto wallet, which is, like, ew, this is, like, some gross Tamagotchi thing. Like, are you four? Like, are you 14? Like, what's wrong with you, dude? So, like, that's a, I have a reason to get it. Reasonable, dude. I have, like, a bag of ledgers, like, on, like, a table in my living room. Yeah. And every now and then my girlfriend just looks at it funny, and I'm like, like, it's it's there. Trust me. It's a good thing. 
another do the deep dive yet when they like take out the ledger and they flip it open and they see that there's no usb port on it (laughs) and then they just start either like uh they get extremely inquisitive or they get extremely mad i've only ever seen one of the two (laughs) Mm. just like what the why i don't understand why somebody would and and, and then like you don't want to tell them what it is right like you don't Mm want to say oh that's the hardware wallet where i keep like this house amount of money on yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> this is where i have about 90% of my net worth and yeah. it looks like a shitty usb stick dude they are genuinely like like no no hate i'm sure ledger's a great beautiful company or whatever but like when i got the They're first ledger i was like mother yeah. this is like this is like the shittiest build quality i have ever felt on any <laughs> build anything quality. That, like this is literally mm. like i could make this for like 2 dollars <laughs> like the the plastic it's just like super thin, really shitty feeling. The metal casing around the outside mm. is so thin, and like the bends aren't even like super great. Uh, it just the, oh, dude, bad, big time. Bad construction. Big but time. I, like I thought that. The I kind of like that a little. It's kind of like in the Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail. Like the, the Holy <laughs> Grail is like the ugly one that's like covered in cobwebs. That's like the ledger. It, it's so bad. That it's good. It's yes, exactly. You don't want. It's, it's like flashy. if you have a. The thing about having a safe in your home is everyone knows, like, like it draws the attention, and you know that there's shit in there, right? You want to have your inconspicuous, ugly USB drive that just doesn't stand out in a room. Then yeah, you, know, you know, hide in plain sight. God, man, wallets. Like I think that like um, too. Go for it. Oh, I was, I was just saying. I think that like won the um. Oh fuck! I, t- I totally lost it. I was I was just saying that. Uh, oh yeah, some of their marketing has been kind of fried though. Like I just remember at one point there was like a bunch of commercials with like or like a bunch of like uh like media put out with fucking ledgers on like chains. Like you like wear your ledger around your neck, like yeah. you're just trying to be oh, out of your ledger. You're getting hammered yeah. and doing like six grams of ketamine, you should be bringing yeah. around like ninety percent of your liquid assets with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like just you know how like people will flex me- like an like an iced out rolling, it's like now like look at my like iced out yeah. ledger on my neck, like yeah. Like people going and like deck and it make this is the thing is like I could legitimately get behind like customizing and like personalizing and decorating your ledger if yeah. it didn't yeah. feel like a two dollar piece of technology right like if they made sure. if they made a nice metal casing for it or something that felt like slightly more permanent they had like replaceable boards or something like that uh like and obviously it's dumb right like you don't want to go around with like something that identifies you as the owner of like the vault, especially if you're like a public figure, because like all of there's this this thing where like, if you have more than like 10,000 followers on Twitter, people assume you have like $10 million, right? So if someone finds the Lucas ledger, they're going to go to more trouble (laughs) trying to open that one than they will just like some random ledger. Right. So it's like, it's really dumb, but also at a certain point, I don't care. And I'm willing to be a huge retard that is liable to get robbed because of his retardation. If it's like funny to me to have my like internet name engraved on a ledger or something like that. Right. Like I would do it. Yeah. yeah. I would... There's a trade-off. Yeah. There's definitely a point where you're like, this is funny enough that it's worth the L. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like uh keystone reached out to both me and verse and they were like, yeah, like we'll, we'll make you like customized uh, versions of our new upcoming wallet if you want to like talk about them on the podcast or something like that. Uh, and there was a part of me that was like, it would be just give them free if advertising. I would tell them to not like customize like, it. <laughs> and, like just send me a stick for you that instead. And I was like, no, like put the, put the fucking bisexual rabbit avatar 
on my <laughs> so everyone knows it's mine and then i'm i'm gonna go get my ass blown out when somebody steals it tries <laughs> that's so good man anyway this podcast sponsored by keystone <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, listen they just got free adverts i don't i don't know this podcast sponsored by Barra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Well, I mean, regardless, we're just gonna like say that random people sponsor us is the other fun. Yeah, 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 that was our that was our trick for a while. Well, it didn't really, it kind of, it didn't really work. Well, it's it because we did this it podcast like sponsored like by right? Pornhub. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, this this yeah, it might actually OnlyFans might actually be a better. Uh... I wonder if OnlyFans would sponsor us. We're not big Dude, you've got them. the target market already. Like you, you, you've got to plug on the OnlyFans girls. It, it, that's one of the most bizarre things. It'll be like we have like uh, I. I wonder what proportion of our listener demographic is actually like OnlyFans girls versus like normal like girls. Four girls, maybe. Four girls, maybe. <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe. D- different question for you. Are you bullish on on-chain OnlyFans? Like, do you think that's going to happen at some point? Um... I think basically that when girls figure out they don't have to pay taxes on. Uh, crypto through like certain convoluted pathways. I like obviously this is all like yeah, don't yeah. have to pay like Theoretical. obviously like you have you have to pay but you you don't have yeah you know of course. Uh, I think that yeah there's gonna be something right because they don't like taxes. OnlyFans automatically forces them to take taxes, and if they can go, you know, it's like how a bunch of uh like pseudo darknet dealers will go and say like yeah like we'll give you a 20 percent discount if you pay in crypto and it's like why are they doing that it's because they're not disclosing the sales that they make to people who buy in crypto right mm-hmm. uh so if the only fa- the only fans people aren't going to offer a 20 percent discount they're just going to say oh it's the same price uh except now i keep like all like 40 percent of it or whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh they're just going to make 40 percent more like as soon as they figure that one out i think they're going to use it maybe i'm wrong maybe they yeah. Don't understand taxes fundamentally or percentages or whatever the fuck. But it's. Just... I mean, if anything, I suspect that like OnlyFans integrates crypto. I don't know if well, on- that's, I can totally see that. But it's like, the they, like... Of, what's the point of integrating crypto? If is it just so that okay, guys okay. who don't pay taxes can gift OnlyFans girls? I, I I don't know. I don't think it's that actually. I think it's actually like you know, there's dude like I think a lot of people who are like subscribe to OnlyFans are like like married dudes and like older dudes and shit as well who are like yeah. ah yes here's this like 18 year old woman that I will gaze at right while being like happily married or something and you know that like pops up on their credit card statements and shit too right I imagine yeah. that oh, would actually be like so the you know that hiding angle would probably right. be yeah. big and there. if you you tell your wife that you're investing in uh, oh yeah like. I want to make sure that we like grow old and have a savings account together, babe. So that's why I've been Bitcoin every week. And it's and like you're, you're actually buying some like, 19 year olds like tits. And then you get to see your, your leaderboard score at the end of the month when you realize, oh, you sent 45 ETH. To, <laughs> and, like, and then now it's worth a fucking several mil. And you're like, ah. It is. It, this is kind of depressing because like, this happens probably like once a week at least now where I have this realization of like, I really like I really do like crypto. I think it enables a lot of cool things. Obviously, I'm working in this space. Uh, but then I like think about like, you know, fuck. Every time someone suggests something to me that's definitely gonna happen, it's like some sort of like horrendous, horrendous, like satanic uh, you know, like marriage destroying, OnlyFans pay pigging <laughs> God damn it, dude. Like, can it be like <laughs> You know, like, can it be cool? Can't we save like, the kids, bro? Yeah, dude, like, can we cure cancer at some point? But no. I, you know I what? That one's, that one's kind of funky, though. Like, 
but like i think the things that we see a lot more of right now are that but this is another thing i was talking with some some homies about recently like i feel like i would sleep better at night if i knew at some point like the work that we're doing or the infrastructure that we're building like has a like a an altruistic or a positive endpoint right like i spent like the first half of my career in healthcare like i, I like building shit that helps people and i was like you know there's like I, I actually it's a bit of a meme but i do think the cross-border slash like you know third world second world developing country payments narrative is massive if done right and like tron's doing a very good job of this right now but like i remember when i was in discord when our community first popped off and we had like nigerian dudes in there talking about how they tried to use frax yeah. locally and like some of our boys are building like phones that they're going to distribute across all of africa with like crypto built in like i know it's like it's it's often a little bit like cornball-y at first but I genuinely do believe that at some point down the road, there's like an edge in actually helping people from like a payment slash, you know, stable unit of value point of view that, that crypto can actually no. enable. And it'll no, be no, sick if slash when that gets pulled off. Like, if I think that'd be actually really sick. never achieves anything else from this point, like we never develop any additional technology, everything else just proves to be like total vaporware. Like the fact that we have the ability to send money uh, permissionlessly across the world is already like, like that already did it. Like that already changed like finance totally, right? And it's it's not something that you can really like care about that much or understand if you're in America because all of this stuff is like, you know, like banking is kind of behind the scenes and like easy enough as it is. But yeah. you know, if you've ever if you've ever tried to hit your bank up to get them to authorize a transaction on the weekend only to realize that they're closed because it's a weekend, you definitely understand totally. why uh, crypto is cool. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks ass time. being trapped in a foreign country and having like a <laughs> bank lock being placed when you're trying to like buy food Bro. or something. That shit is so annoying. Uh, that was having the Coinbase card in a foreign country, and w which I never thought was actually going to be useful. I was like, oh my god, my life is fucking like I, I'm never going. I can't go back to like this fucking normal bank shit. Because like my my card got frozen like six different times. My normal card, really? and I was like. I was like, oh well, I can put crypto on this card real quick, and I think it'll work. And yeah, I was like having a, I was having a blast because it, it uh, automatically converted to the native currency too. So I was like, oh yeah, I had to oh, go dude, like that's you. I remember when I was first trying to buy crypto uh, off of my like actual salary in like the 2017 run, and I I like deposited money into I forget what I think it was Gemini, uh, and I had to like. Wells Fargo blocked me from depositing or approving the transaction or whatever. And so I called them and then they were like, okay, I can't do that, but I have to go one level up and they can approve it. And then the next person was like, I can't do that. But if I go like a level up, they, my boss can approve it. And I went like four levels up and I was like, I need to like fucking talk to like the VP of like Wells Fargo to approve my like $500 <laughs> deposit for Bitcoin. Like, this is really insane, dude. Like, and that was the point when I started understanding all the like crazy schizo boomer guys who are like, like the banking, the banking system, like centralized banking is a scam. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Like, what if, what if, like, uncle's right? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's it's so real in a, in a fucked, fucked manner, right? Um, and I, I do think, like, you know, we always joke about the institutions are coming, shit, and like we're actually like seeing more of that happening right now than I think we ever have in like a long ass time. So I think that like we'll very much end up with a barbell distribution. You'll have like the giga degen shit. You'll have you know the guys cooking up like power perps on NFTs, which actually will exist on Verichain. I'm I'm kind of fired Ooh. up for that. Um, and then you'll also have people being like, yes, we're going to find a way to actually enable effective you know 
payment structures in Argentina where there's hyperinflation or, you know, you know, rural shit in Africa, whatever there may be, right? Like, I think that is, I think that's sick if it's actually done correctly. Yeah, funny shit about Argentina. Are you are you aware of, like, what they do if they need to, like, buy a house there? Oh, bro. <laughs> I like, don't know if I want to know. Well, so, like, their their currency is deflating so quickly that, like, when they sign the contract to actually take ownership of the house, only then do they actually go to, a like, a, a currency exchange and change their money from USD into Argentinian pesos. And then literally, like, so it's like 10 minutes before just for settlement. They need to pay. Yeah. Like it's it's like they, they do not <laughs> want to be holding the Argentinian peso for literally yeah, more yeah. than half an hour until they can I've make heard the sale. Because they they'll they'll get slipped or they'll they'll lose like five yeah. percent of inflation if they sit there That's holding it for like a day. It's like fucking <laughs> insane. Dude, yeah, I feel like I saw something about like their bonds being like seventy percent or some shit because of like <laughs> the fact of you know, like how hard they're yeah. fucking getting wrecked there. Yeah. Like that's amazing. It's really I, like, funny. wasn't there like wasn't there some I mean, some push to have them actually adopt the USD like as their as their like currency like like a central bank thing? I feel like I heard about this yeah, at some point. Yeah, I think, I think was, they're it, actually doing it with like Bitcoin now. I think uh, we have we have a friend verse actually who is somewhat involved in the Argentinian government drafting some sort of uh, digital currencies legislation. I think they have yeah. something. I think the reason why is that it's, El Salvador. It's, no, no, okay, it's, so it's, it's a completely different one. Okay, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they when they had their election a couple of years ago, a year or two ago, or was it re- this year? Whenever they had their election, that was like part of the, one of the big selling points, like the arguments about the, the like how they're going to back their their currency or whatever, the yeah. changes to USD or this or that. No, there, there's like a lot of foreign governments that are very interested in getting in on uh, just the the overall cryptoification of their currency in some capacity. Like I was working with another company that was doing some sort of payment processing stuff, and they had a letter of interest from a Middle Eastern government. To basically like uh, digitize their currency through that through that processor, and this it, like it wasn't one of the countries that you're thinking. Like you're immediately thinking like oh like Saudi or Dubai or something, right? But it wasn't those, and it wasn't also like the the person that I was dealing with. They weren't like a big processor, so it was sort of like oh shit, like this is something that there's actually like a, a decent amount of interest out there for. Mm. Oh, for sure. It's just a matter of time, honestly, man. And like there are, there are groups, like I think the groups that we see doing it are not going to be the ones that people first look to for signal. Like, I don't think it's going to be the U S and, and the UK is actually doing something funky with like this concept, like e-money that's like slightly different. And like, people are trying to use that from like a reg arb point of view and stuff like that. It's such a bad but, uh, e-money. It, whack name, bro. Making e-money, bro. It didn't work for e-girls. It's not going to work for yeah. your money. Bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. E-money like, on yeah, I think that that, I think if you look at like the weird places or, you know, that's, that's probably a rude way of putting it. But like, if you look at the places that people don't typically think about for economic slash financial signal, I think they might actually like pave the way in some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll get <laughs> to see a lot of, of like the rest of what FOMO really have. Uh, exactly. You know, like, it's the same reason that like all the biomed stuff is getting outsourced from America and basically all recent like pharmaceutical or like weird niche bleeding edge medical development is happening in like uh, either like U.S. territories or weird biomed like uh like acutely set up cities for like research purposes that get disbanded after the fact but aren't they're they're, like outside the uh the reach of u.s jurisdiction is because like we have regulated it all into the point of like it can't happen now like you can't just glacial in the u.s yeah 
it's so glacial man then you see more people setting off like you know setting up these offshore like these sea setting sort of approaches where they you know can do like everything funky from gene editing to you know it's a more like you know concerning research honestly um some of which i think is like very interesting just from like uh, exploring the bounds of you know human potential point of view others where i'm just like yo this is kind of terrifying <laughs> and yeah. like it's probably gonna kill us but like you know low column it, a, low it's column kind of like ai where it's like it's yeah. the cat's out of the bag like what i mean cat's you can ban it in the u.s but like you think china's not gonna start making super oh, soldiers bro. no so it's bro, like we totally. either have to make we either have to make the american super soldiers faster than china does or else they just like i don't know it's like it's gonna be like the israeli rave where they come in on like hang gliders and shit <laughs> like just like flocks flocks of like uh 300 iq chinese super soldiers parasailing yeah, into, uh, like american stuff like, right i don't know yeah. yeah 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 just looking like all like the the olympic like like power lifters like oh my god bro yeah no i i i've thought a lot about this actually because like my my girlfriend is very pro reg and i'm very like anti-reg for the most part and like i mm-hmm. I, I think there's a time and place for it but i actually think that like in nine out of ten cases the you know one percent of people that gets access to interesting new technologies like i don't think there's a means of preventing that in most cases like someone always finds a way to get the cat out of the bag and even right now i have friends who's who's like close to the guy who originally like helped like gene edit those first babies in china and they're they are working on shit up that alley like this isn't like a you know conspiracy theory thing it's like there's active research initiatives right like so that's totally gonna go the same way for ai frankly like yeah like it's 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 stupid not to in the in the yeah. con- like I guess if you're thinking about like you know uh, like single player like PvP esque like national superiority right in yeah. terms of just resources um, which is like scary in one way but also probably unlocks some really exciting stuff in terms of what we see in the next few years yeah Absolutely. and especially along the medical stuff there's always like it's very easy to say like oh well like because they were too lax with their screening of this drug like it was released and this many people died because it didn't but it's also like there is a flip side, right? Like at a certain point, if you take 20 years of uh, like gradually increasing phases of testing for some drug that yeah. that is on the opposite end of like a uh, like a very deadly condition, right? Like if, if you tell me, okay, you have like brain cancer uh, and your yeah. options here are either use our existing treatments, which have like a 15% chance of working or uh, do nothing until you die then I'm going to say, those options seem kind of shitty. Surely there's another option, right? And that other option is going to be finding out whatever the experimental treatments are and using them myself illegally, right? Or experimenting with like weird, uh, like back alley brain doctors who have some sort of yeah. like uh, like a witch doctor solution, right? So, and then I'm mm-hmm. and like, there's going to be a given number of the people like me in that situation who wind up also killing themselves. So mm-hmm. like, it's not yeah. like you're weighing... The deaths of the people who died from uh, unregulated drugs against zero like you have to figure out what's actually going on on the opposite side of that and if it's like a very crippling disease it makes sense yeah. to improve stuff under a lot less uh a lot less testing data yeah. yeah yeah for sure and like i i've done work in rare disease in the past so you make like a really good point man like and, and in some cases there are like there are some of the right things in place so they have like compassionate use studies for example where it's like you can have a, a treatment that's you know a couple ways into the reg pipeline like but it's people it's get gated phase from those. oh still yeah they're they're by no means they're they're far far from perfect right um and you end up only with like a few people getting access to them and then like 
Yeah, it's it's just rough, man. Because even in that approval process, the other side of that is like it can take ten years for something to get approved, and by that point, you know, either something has evolved beyond the point of it actually being useful, like the disease, yeah, or there's just there's other solutions at like slightly earlier stages that are magnitudes better, and it's like cool, like you know, you're pulling up with like the 2003 Honda Civic, while yeah. like you know someone's trying to put a Porsche through the driveway kind of thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like with with cancer. I mean, basically every existing treatment has its. Uh, effect again i'm not a doctor this is not medical advice nothing i say is medical financial again i'm not employed i don't know what i'm saying uh but basically every single uh existing treatment has its efficacy multiplied by like a factor of two if you do it or take it while you're fasting right Mm, Uh, and so you have a bunch of stuff like like that the, the simple knowledge that you can do that winds up totally obsoleting tons and tons and tons of these uh really like because it's not you're not like if you can do uh if you can take a chemotherapy drug that yep. sucks twice as twice less than another one and fast while taking it uh, and still yep. hit like roughly like something that's going to be like over 100 percent uh remission rates you're not going to take yep. like the one that ruins your life forever Correct. and like makes yeah, your yeah. hair fall out and like your eyes mm-hmm. bleed and shit like that if you don't have to <laughs> Yeah, of course. Okay, so I have like four minutes before I have to leave. Um, so we should wrap I, up. I'm totally oh, good wanna... to keep going. Smokey might want to run off. Uh, I'm. I got do. some time. I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm you could okay. just leave this open and then like I'll leave this open then. Yeah, and then just yeah, come I back gotta... and close it. We'll just have to clip out like an hour or something of bullshit at the end, which is funny. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no it's funny to have like a three-hour <laughs> audio file where the end is just like silence. Awesome. Well, thank. <laughs> When he gets older, he won't sound like this anymore, right?